Hey everybody, welcome back to Vector Bites. This is Shelby Wild Gus Brandt coming at you after a little bit of a hiatus here. Uh, you might have realized we didn't put out an episode last week or the week before as I was on vacation. So today's episode is going to be a little short because I know many of the branches right now are just focused on personal sales. So from the standpoint of management, tips, advice, and observations, there is not all that much out there. But I do want to come at you with a couple of words of encouragement as you are in the midst of your SC2 push. And of course, going into August and September, where you have the opportunity to earn flat 50, which if you are not taking advantage of it, just imagine me shaking you and saying, why aren't you taking advantage of it? Because truthfully, uh, that is really where our branches make the majority of their profit. So anyways, let's talk a little bit from a management perspective. If you're one of the branches that still have a team that is active and selling, uh, or you are still recruiting, I have a couple of thoughts for all of you. First and foremost, if you have a team and you are currently driving attendance to SC2, and you have some people who are kind of dwindling, maybe they're like, yeah, I'll be there, or they haven't really officially signed up yet, and you're wondering why, I want to pause and ask you, are you making assumptions as to why they haven't signed up yet, or have you actually just asked them why they haven't signed up yet? One of the trends I've noticed among branch managers, and I did it too when I was a branch, is that sometimes we dance around the questions that we really want to ask. And in this case, I'm going to give you the question to ask those people who have yet to sign up. Question is, hey, what's holding you back from signing up for SC2? And that's it. It's important that you understand why they're not signing up by having them tell you why they're not signing up. If you're only making assumptions as to why they haven't signed up yet, then you are oftentimes missing the point in the sense of you're handling the wrong objection. It's like if you're talking to Mrs. Jones and she's on the fence about the homemaker, you're probably going to ask her, hey, what's holding you back from saying yes to the homemaker? And then you're able to uncover her objections and handle her objections. Same thing applies to the SC2 conversation. So again, if you have people on the fence about SC2, just ask them, hey, what's holding you back from signing up? So that's point number one. Point number two kind of comes from point number one, which is just the idea of stronger, more straightforward communication. At this point in the summer, you have your core group, the people who uh, have been coming to team meetings, who have been showing up, who have been selling, whether inconsistently or consistently, they're still here. You might have some people who are saying one thing yet doing another. Maybe you're sitting down with them on Tuesdays and you are having the goal conversation, you're taking, you're talking about action steps and they're telling you, yeah, I'm totally going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to make the demos and I'm going to make the phone calls and I'm going to hit the goals and all those things. Yet for some reason, when it comes time to actually taking the action, they're not doing it. Once again, I want to pause and ask you, are you making assumptions as to why they're not doing it? Are you listening to their excuses? as to why they're not doing it? Or are you asking them, hey, why are your actions not matching the actions we talked about on Tuesday when we, when we went over your goals? At this point in the summer, you gotta ask those direct questions because either they're going to step up and own 
the actions that they need to take, or they're going to fizzle out because they think they can just give you excuse after excuse after excuse. So don't be afraid to ask the questions that you really want to ask. Hey, why haven't you come to any of the team meetings lately? Hey, why aren't you calling in for PDI even though I know I've explained to you multiple times the importance of it? Hey, why haven't you called in today to check in with me when we talked about the importance of daily check-ins? You know, asking those questions rather than making the assumptions and then trying to skirt around asking the more pointed, straightforward questions isn't getting you anywhere. So remember, have no fear when it comes to questions. The best type of relationships are built upon the best types of questions. So don't be afraid to ask the questions that you really want to ask. Another point in painting the vision to keep people engaged and excited. I know we've talked a lot about this and I know that this summer is a particularly hard summer in keeping people engaged with the virtual landscape, the unemployment landscape. I mean, there's so many outside factors that we really kind of have to take into consideration here, but I think it's an important reminder that it's not always about the short-term results that we're driving them towards. You do have to remind them of the bigger picture here. And I gave an example to a branch manager earlier this week about how, you know, when you are trying to be healthier, for example, you might make short-term sacrifices. You're looking at a cookie in one hand and you're looking at a protein shake in the other. It would feel much better to eat the cookie than to drink the protein shake, but you choose the protein shake because you know you're going to enjoy the long-term results of making that choice. Same thing applies for when a, a rep is looking at, do I make phone time or do I hang out with my friends? If they understand the long-term results that they're trying to create, there's an easier decision to make the phone calls and hang out with their friends later. But if they don't recognize the vision that they are creating for themselves, then they're going to make that choice to hang out with their friends a lot easier than to make the phone calls. So don't forget to take the time to paint the vision for your people and consistently do it. Evolve their vision as well. Show them examples of what a vision could look like. That might look like showing them sample resumes or having them listen to the Changing Lives Selling Knives podcast. I mean, that right there, that can be all the vision you need. Hey, check out this podcast. It's some of our most impressive alumni and how their hard work in Cutco allowed them to build these massive companies or reach their dreams or create this life they never expected for themselves. Using that podcast as a tool in your office is really, really valuable. You can also have them kind of sit in the moment of what it would look like if they could end this summer with $5,000 in their bank account, rather than just focusing each and every week on the minute actions, reminding them, hey, we're doing this, which I know right now might be hard or might be uncomfortable, so that you can have this and reminding them of what that is, which is the freedom associated with having that $5,000 bank account or whatever that might be. So I think, again, it's really important to remind yourself of painting the vision. And even if you have reps who understand like the short-term goals and the actions, 
bringing in the vision just gives them more to work towards. The final point that I want to make, and this is a point for everybody, no matter where you are in this business, no matter whether you have a team of 10, a team of two, no team at all, um, it's important that I that we recognize the fact that I know all of you have been pouring in a lot of ways from an empty cup. And what I mean by this is the fact that this summer has been hard in retention. You know, again, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of competing factors that have led to this being a more difficult summer than most. And with that in mind, I just want to remind you of like how great of a person you actually are. And at times it might not feel that way because you want something so badly for someone else like your reps and for whatever reason, they don't, they don't take advantage of the opportunity you're trying to give them or they don't understand what you're trying to do for them and therefore they're not grateful for it. And it can feel really difficult when you are pouring and pouring and pouring and people aren't accepting that or they're not grateful for it. It can feel like a lost cause. I want you to know it's not. And your heart is in the right place. You are someone who has taken on a massive challenge this year and you deserve to feel good about that challenge and you deserve to feel as though you have done a lot to impact other people's lives. And even though sometimes in the moment it might not feel as though people have accepted that impact, you have made an impact. And it's important that you take the time to reflect on what you've done and what you've accomplished and how you have grown as a person. You are a better person in our society today because of what you've chosen to do this past summer. So I just want to remind you of that, that point there. All right, let's quickly segue into just some personal sales tips. These have been a topic of conversation in many of the pod calls I've done for multiple regions in this past week. And I just want to bring a few of the top tips to all of you. The biggest tip I heard was in regards to revitalizing old uh, referrals. And I know as you're jumping back into the sales side of things, you might feel as though you have stale referrals or cold referrals in the sense of you haven't reached out to these people since January or maybe even longer than that. And you're feeling as though they're just not answering you. Here's an idea for you and one that I would certainly do if I was in your shoes. I would call back the person who gave you those leads to begin with and do a quality check and potentially even offer to service their knives. So it might look something like, hey, Mrs. Jones, this is Shelby giving you a call, your favorite knife gal. How are you today? Mrs. Jones says, I'm great. Okay, awesome. I know it's been a while since we chatted, but I just wanted to call and see how you've been enjoying your Cutco knives. I know you purchased them last January. So how have things been going for you? Mrs. Jones is going to be like, oh my gosh, I love these knives. They're amazing. They're the best investment I've ever made. How are you doing? Oh, Mrs. Jones, I've been so good. Thanks for asking. I actually had the opportunity to run my own office this summer for Cutco. And, you know, I really grew a ton and just had a great experience. And I'm actually now just getting back into the field. So something else that I wanted to just let you know is that I'm going to start reaching out to that list that you gave me back in January again. And I wanted to ask you, you know, is there anybody else I should add to that list? And you ask it in that way. It's not, is it okay if I reach out to that list? You don't want to give her a chance to say yes or no, but you want to say, is there anybody else I should add? Because 
The truth is there might be. We meet different people every single day and it's possible that Mrs. Jones has a friend who's come over at some point and been like, oh my gosh, these knives are amazing. And she now has that person to recommend to you. So when you ask from that standpoint, it's, it's a much better response. And then you probably want to end with, by the way, if anybody reaches out to you because I reached out to them, please just let them know like, oh, I'm an awesome college kid working really hard towards a scholarship. And that's that. And it's a great way to revitalize your leads, but also check in on Mrs. Jones. And who knows, maybe she needs some more Cutco or needs her knives serviced. So that's one area to revitalize leads. The second area is to do service calls because you're going out and doing service calls, you're potentially getting new sales, and then you can also ask for referrals as well. So if you're trained in service calls, consider doing it. If you're trained in fairs and shows, start getting shows on your schedule for August and September. September especially, it's a big month for street festivals and shows it's not so hot as it is in August. So the attendance is usually higher. Plus when you have events on the calendar, it's a lot harder to blow it off if you're expected to be there. So if you know that you wanna take full advantage of Flat 50, start getting those events on the calendar now when you're still focused on Cutco. If you wait until you go back to school to actually book up any events, if you're anything like me, you get immersed in school and then you don't want to do any Cutco. Not saying that was the right move by any means, but that's just how I was. Um, but if I had an event already scheduled, I was already committed to being there, of course I would be there. And guess what? If I walked out having sold 500 bucks, I'd still be pumped having made 250. But what if you walk out having sold $4,000 and you now have $2,000 in your bank account? So just think about ways to kind of set yourself up to keep going in August and September. Another big tip for you as you're diving back into personal sales is go field training. You are never too seasoned to learn from somebody else, especially if you're in the boat of you've never done a virtual demo before. Maybe, you know, you were a branch last summer, you were a branch this summer, and you haven't explored the world of virtual demos yet. Go out and learn from the best. There are so many people out there who have mastered the virtual demo because that's all they know. Don't be afraid to go field training. You might learn a thing or two that's gonna amplify your sales. So all that to be said, we're coming into the home stretch of your branch experience. And I wholeheartedly hope and believe that what you have done this summer is one of the best things you could have done for yourself, for your future, and for what's to come next. So I really appreciate all of you uh, making my position so fun, getting a chance to work with you. And this might be the last podcast episode that we put out this summer, uh, just with, you know, kind of where the conversations have been going and how most of you are now just focusing on personal sales. So if it is the last time we talk, it was a really great hanging out with you all summer. Um, if not, I might see you next week. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.